Welcome to the Art of Comedy, a show where uh, we have a conversation with people in the world of comedy about the craft they're experiencing, oh. their experiences, anything else that organically flows. You like that, Scott? Yeah, I do. So that's what this is about. Working. Okay, yeah, it's organic. Uh, oh, I thought it was because uh, you know it's Throwback Thursday, and so you just go, let's get you an old guy. You know what's crazy about <laughs> that? Someone from my day, Maggie. Yeah, oh, yeah, right? yeah, shut up. <laughs> Welcome to our are, day. But what am I? To, do I should I introduce you? Today's guest yeah. is the outstanding and outrageous com- comic and actor Scott Thompson. Hello. Scott's probably best known for uh, as one of the guys on Kids in the Hall. Yes. Uh, but as an actor, perhaps for your latest iteration as uh, Jimmy Price on Hannibal. Yes. Um, so Scott, we yeah. were already into it before this thing. We were. We were way into it. Yeah. I, 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 guess I always it, say my best stuff before we start taping. Well, that's it. You know, you shot your wad, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm going to start. I, I'm. I have this experiment going on where I want to start with everybody with the same question, which would be the last question that most people ask. Okay. Ask. So like, what kind of tree you would be? Yes. If you were a tree, uh-uh. what kind of tree well, would a, you be? The um, a willow tree. There. And it's Aww. thank you for joining us. Yeah. Uh, our guest has been Scott Thompson. <laughs> like today. a willow tree. A willow. Because they bend with change. And they, and they don't break, and they cry a lot. They yeah, they cry a lot, and they're and they and they cast a lot of shade, <laughs> which so, is yeah, something I that you do. Would be a willow. You're definitely. hilarious. <laughs> so uh, you're dead. Yeah. Um, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh God, my legacy to be. This is embarrassing. Um, it has to be like um, about my career. No. Well, honestly, I would most like people to say I was a nice guy. Really? Uh, yeah. Why, if the, people could see the look on your face right now when you say that. Because I was grimacing? Like, yeah, you yes. get the word nice out? Yeah. Kindness, Maggie. It's all about kindness. And Shannon, kindness. Mm. Yeah. Um, but in terms of other things, like my career, stuff that really matters, I would Hilarious. say, yeah, I, I, there's no question. I, I, it'll be kids in the hall. I can't really, unless I do something, I mean, I don't think anything will ever touch that. Uh, top it. So it'll probably be kids in the hall. Most likely Buddy Cole. Probably. Well, let's talk then organically. See where that yeah. takes us right to kids in the hall. Um, Can I just say one thing? I forgot to put deodorant on. If you notice, you know what? I'm starting to stink. Have you guys noticed it? Like I can't re- smell you. You yet. can't. No. I mean, I, I showered and I'm clean today, but I just go. Fuck, I forgot. This is the beauty of uh, of radio. <laughs> exactly. You can stink and sweat. And do you remember the first time I interviewed you for television? Was it, I stinky? No, it was uh, it was it's the now defunct star. And uh, between the lights and the, oh. I don't think the AC was working. And we did, we went out for like an hour and a half. And what was it? Was that at City? Uh, back yeah, then? Back then, yeah. Yeah, I remember you that. You were schwitzing like yeah. you were... I didn't meet. That was the first time I met you. I didn't meet you through. Oh Leah. no, no, we met a long time. Yeah, ago. that was our first sort like of Provincetown or something, auntie. right? Uh, no, I think we met here. Was we met here? You'd already become a Canadian. You'd I already have, come here. Yeah, what I don't. You fled your land, I your fled. native land. This isn't about me. <laughs> Let's talk about you. Oh, I'm bored of me. No, but, you know, I get that. I get that. Do you get bored of you talking yeah, about very, you? Yeah, yeah. I don't get bored of talking, um, like because or you know, like putting up forth my opinion. But I do get tired sometimes talking about myself. Okay. Yeah. Although I, I am here to do that, so I'm going to. Yes, but mostly we're going to ask your opinion. Yeah, good. Because I'm a genius at opinion. You, you are a <laughs> yeah. genius at opinion. At opinion. I have an opinion it's, on everything. It's sort of, uh, you're sort of bold on opinion. I, I think that yeah. you really don't, and I don't mean this to sound like it's going to come out, but you don't really think or worry too much about, I want to say worry too much about Oh no. your you worry after. After, after the fact, absolutely. Especially in a world like today, which is so uh, thin-skinned and so litigious and everybody constantly ready to be outraged. I probably should wait 
before I speak, but I think that actually as a comedian, it is incumbent upon me to think less and less to fight the power of darkness that I think are, that is descending on the West. Mm-hmm. Well, what is that? I, what is well, that I, power I, of darkness? Is I, it the darkness that is descending on the West is, there is, I believe, the West has, has entered a, a period of uh, crumbling and self-loathing, and it has turned on itself, mm. and people can't find anything good about it and can't defend it. And I think that that is what's driving the, the, the political correctness of our day. And we've seen this before. But right now we are in a stage where people are terrified to say what they think because they're afraid they'll be the next person to be taken down. And we've become such a mob. And I, I'm, I, so, so, so you like me, Donald Trump then? Well, I think parts of him I do like. Absolutely, yes. I think in some ways he's going to really – uh, maybe save American democracy because he's going to rip the lid off. He is. He's ripping the lid off how it works, that it's all about money, that it's all about special interests. Well, and, don't you think he's so, all about money? I mean, he's clearly all about money. He is, but it's his own money, so he's not owned mm-hmm. by other people. Mm-hmm. And everybody else on that podium is owned. Pure, they're totally owned. And he's not. You can, Of course, I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but... I do like the person that rips that hole in the in in the dome. Yeah, the dome. Right? There you go, Stephen King. And he's reference. done. He's punched a hole in the dome, and um, he's n- hopefully he won't be the one that takes over, but hopefully he will let some air and light in. So that's he, what I believe. You think yeah. he's being honest? Yeah, I think because I look at the others in that on the Republican um, uh, um, slate, and they just seem terrified about where to step they're afraid of any of saying something wrong and he doesn't okay are there do you think they're afraid of but they're not afraid of political correctness those people no not i think partly that's part they're afraid of the money they're way. afraid of no, losing the left money. Is, af- is what's afraid of political yeah, correctness. it's the liberals that are okay. terrified of that the conservatives their their fear is different i think they're afraid of stepping on their their benefactors toes mm-hmm. Or, you know, yeah, like, or the church's toes, or they're not towing the line. Toe, a lot of toe There's a lot words. of towing. And he doesn't really care. Like, I mean, he says he's a Christian. That's such bullshit. <laughs> when he, flaunt, he brought the Bible out yesterday. That was hilarious. I know. But, you know, so I do, I, uh, let me ask like you. a Rob Ford, there are certain people okay. that do um, rip the lid off of it and, and smack the elites around. And they do need to be smacked around. Okay, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily right? agree. And elites that come Donald on both Trump sides. Is, there's leftist elites. There's yeah. rightist elites. They and, and 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 I think that they're they they they're both pretty much the same. Well, I mean, I, I understand what your point is. Is that yeah. anybody who's wedded to an ideology on one side or the other, it doesn't matter what the ideology is. They've just lost their ability to sort of think. And, That's right. And and basically, it's our way or the highway. Yes. And yes. So, from your perspective as a comic, yes. you're not you're not afraid of offending conservatives. You're afraid of the actually yes. You the, really you the are, other side. It's liberals. It's I'm the liberals afraid you're afraid of. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's the left. That's as far as in my world that are much more. Um, yeah, I don't know what the word is. Um, they're the ones that are shutting things down. Mm-hmm. As you mean, and I think that the, it started as a good thing, you know, to let people in, to be more, you know, to 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 open our our points of view uh, rather than just straight white males. But I believe that it, it now is curdling and it's turning into punishment and revenge. Okay, that's how I see it. I was um, 
Have you, seen, you haven't seen the movie Stonewall, obviously. No, I haven't. I, but has I, anyone? No one. But here's, even before it happened, how could people attack it they've not seen? It reminded me of Basic Instinct, you know, years ago, and that sort of thing. And also what I found fascinating was all the people that were going, oh, gay white men, oh, white man, how could a gay white man be a hero? I'm like, oh, you're right. Gay white men can't be heroes. <laughs> they did nothing right. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck. Back then, the whole idea, there weren't even, no one even had that language of trans and all that stuff. And, and let's be honest, there was a lot of gay white men that were heroes. Fucking get over it. Yeah. I'm, you know but, what I mean? Not all white okay, men are okay. terrible. No, I, I, I hear you. Right? I hear you. I mean, I'm yeah. sick of it. I the, the self-loathing the, this is, is embarrassing I, from white people. White people now have become so self-loathing that they are becoming, that is so racist. To think that they're so special, that they're the only race, racial group that is racist. That is the ultimate racist well, I, statement. Okay, but uh, not if you, not, well, that, how do you define racism, Scott? I mean, if you racism define racism. That people of other races are inferior. End of the story. So that's it has nothing to do with nothing. Has else. nothing to do with uh, economics nothing. or really. That's not racism. Even when people talk about like saying that, uh, like Islam. Like if someone, like the boy with the clock, calling that racism. It's, no, Islam is not a race. It's Islamophobic. Yeah, but to say it's racist is stupid. Well, I mean, you could, it's it's about religion. If you looked at him as a uh, as a person of color and True. you made that leap, then it would be racist. But he could have been as white as I could have been. And but they probably still would have done it. Well, then tell it what it is. Like, let's be honest. Well, no, there are a lot, certainly a lot of, and and certainly Shannon and I have discussed the fact that they will not call a white guy who walks into a schoolyard with a gun a, a terrorist. They call him unless a, a school shooter. Unless he's got um, an agenda that fulfills what we think terrorism is. Like, Timothy McVeigh was a terrorist. It took a lot, yes, it was a so terrorist. He was a terrorist. But do they call him that in the press? They did, they, they did. do, yeah. Mm -hmm. Homegrown terrorist. <laughs> what they they're all homegrown terror. I mean, the boys in Boston were homegrown terrorists. Yeah. Okay, so, you so know, let me... That's all my point is. It's like, you should, people should be more intelligent about that sort of thing. It, it's... it's there's, you know, they're different things anyways. Well, no, and I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I certainly as a comic have experienced for, from the time I started to now, you know, worrying about things that come out of my mouth. And yeah. I'm the least, I'm the, I know. I'm one of those people that doesn't like to make anyone feel bad. And I've been on the, you know, forefront of, I've been an activist since I came out, period. Right. Right. Because I was. So. Right. It's difficult for someone like me to to be obviously thinking about, oh my God, am I going to offend someone when yeah. really I... Well, of course you are. Right now we are. Of course we are. But having said that, um, I, I read an amazing review about Stonewall. You okay. should read it in Vanity I, yeah, Fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go see it. Written by a, a white gay guy yeah, okay. who uh, basically said it really was... Uh, garbage just but none of, but none of the, us have seen it we historically really for the yeah. reason he did see it but historically for the reason that it really was and and this but is let's what, be honest there's it really a lot was of the bull dykes the drag queens though, and, the, and the and the trans people and the it was you don't know shannon doesn't know i don't know we do That's, know. No, we don't. We do, Scott. No, it's, we don't. We do. No, we don't. Okay, well, we'll go back. And an hour goes by. Cut to an hour goes by. We do, Scott. No, we don't. We do, Scott. No, we don't. There's so much revisionism going on. Well, it's like everywhere in... It, all over the place. Look, straight people are, are involved in so much revisionism. About I can't wait. How they always love. We'll us. come back after That's you. Bullshit. We'll come back. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll come back after you see the the, the film because this is really. Uh, I, let's just 
continue on. Well, I'm a person that has been a victim of that kind of thing. Oh, he's a, he's a white guy. He couldn't be, you know. Well, uh, yeah, so I know that. Smart like, enough. I get, I get, yeah, I get. And, and, and the gay community is a pretty much well no I, i'm not gonna career. say it's not and if i was black <laughs> you know damn well they wouldn't have ignored my career who the gay community yeah if you were if i was not white but still and if gay? i didn't have these kinds of opinions and if i if i was a little more uh, you know you didn't scare people so much yeah exactly yeah because you don't fit the mold is I that it or you're not mold. the person we that, that the community wants to put That's out there right. i'm not so your I'm comedy not, is not was. your comedy is uh, offensive my comedy is comedy first okay it's so when people get mad at you for your comedy yeah what are they angry at they don't like what they hear they yeah they don't yeah it it goes against what they believe which is like so what they're just opinions turning them into hate speech is nonsense they're just opinions so different opinions i remember when i was young like when, when watching kids in the hall and seeing buddy cole and just being like so thrilled that that was like a gay person and he was actually gay and stuff but i remember reading interviews with you and you were saying that the gay community hated buddy hated buddy was never written about kids in the hall were on television for five years the first time i got an extra was with you maggie on the cover because i was leaving I shared my cover, my first extra cover with you because remember you were were coming and I was going and it was basically going good riddance, Scott. That's my first cover. And I shared it with you. No offense. An American (laughs) and a woman and a lesbian easier for the activist. Let's be honest. Right. You can't. No way. An American wants a cover. They get the cover. I was, I was come Canadian. I've been here for 20 years. Yeah, but back then you were still an American. I was not. I was a Canadian. You you also didn't know how self-loathing Canadians are. And it's like an American's always better. I, I yeah. and that listen and that that's a, here's an interesting you know thing about true. this business the entertainment business I know someone who left this country went to work in the states so she could come back and get a better job here because that's she absolutely. had more value absolutely. after she left so it. you know these are all but but let me talk things about, I've made peace with let me talk, yes yes you seem so peaceful <laughs> let's talk about your comedic process then Co- so you don't yeah, care, let's you, talk about that yeah, stuff. you don't care about you, what do you oh thinking? I deeply care I, I know you I do because I've been around you, you know afterwards I care. yeah and 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 I hate to make people uncomfortable and upset. it's so funny because it's the opposite of what you just said I know. So, I know. That's as a person. That's what I want people to know about you, that you what? say all this, but you actually do give a crap. Absolutely. And I really don't want to hurt people. And I, But there are certain things in certain places that I know I must go because it's my job and it's my sacred duty. <laughs> I know that What's sounds the, silly, but what, it, it's how I feel. I, I, I know. What's the process for you then of... A, you're you you're this juxtaposition where you're like I don't care and deal with it, and then right. when when it's over you care because yeah. I've seen you. Yeah. So what's your process? Are you while you're writing it, you're not thinking I care because no, I'm just thinking it's funny. Okay. This is a funny area to go into. This is something that makes me uncomfortable, or there's something that I don't think is right, and. I want to find the matter, funny out of it. You, okay, so you don't think the subject matter is right, and you want to find the funny. Well, I know like, that there's certain the things that 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 I'm obsessed with are the things that make people so upset: religion, race. Sure, I mean today, today I, I'm all that stuff. I've, I've. Uh, I don't see what else there is. I've got that, uh, you know, the great TV station that used the uh, Star of David, the the, the uh, I'm Chicago, sorry, the, the uh, Chicago Holocaust. Uh, 
the, the, the badge the Nazis used to use on the Jews to talk about Yom Kippur. All right. All right. All right. So there's a, there's a still of this guy. You'll never forget his face. He is the actual uh, TV uh, news anchor. And he's talking about Yom Kippur. And be, behind him, they have the badge. The, it says uh, Jude, J-U-D-E, which right. is, you know, German yeah. for Jew and, and, the, and the, the star. And, and that's the image they used to talk about Yom Kippur. And it was wrong. Right. Here's Shannon showing you. It was a giant mistake. <laughs> so, and of course, <laughs> is people that on Fox? Are, no, it wasn't on Fox. It was on. A, so people are like, people are like, and, so, and of course, I've, I've, I'm right away. I'm like, well, that's what happens when you don't pay your staff. That's that's what you get when you hire interns, right? Because yeah. they're like, how could they possibly have? Well, you've got some twenty-something-year-old in there who doesn't even know what the Holocaust is. Right. Who's like, okay, Google, and this is the first thing that came up, and they flipped it up on the screen, and now that anchor is sitting in front of that image for the rest of his career. So yeah, there's there is funny in even of course. A horrific thing. Like what about that woman, the NDP candidate, I think here in London. Oh yeah, who, she didn't who, know about Auschwitz. Who didn't know about Auschwitz? I mean, come mm. on, she, that's it. You're done. I'm sorry, you're done. You've got to be done. And you've got to be a, the the broad of and you're in the joke. NDP, not the PCs. Well, and how I mean, old is she? On. How old is she? Well, I, I, it, the, the point is, 30s, I, 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 think, I think, or it's oh embarrassing. What I'm trying to get to is that you've got to find comedy in this stuff because it's, but where's the line, Scott? Because a lot see, of times. I, you know, I don't believe there is a line. Okay, why? I believe because it, it's like the worst crime that human beings can do to each other is murder each other. And we talk about death and murdering all the time in comedy. So how could, there's nothing worse. So therefore, there can't be a line. Well, uh, people would say that, yeah, there could be a line if you talk about... No, because uh, comedy is, is this gift that's been given to us to help us deal with uh, the darkness of life. And if you don't like it, then... Well, then just don't listen or move on or... There, and to, Has to no a comic ever done anything that you thought was like, just, that's just wrong? Well, you know, um, I remember when I was younger... Um, yeah, there was definitely comedians that I thought had gone too far, and they infuriated me. Um, I remember when I was a kid watching Eddie Murphy uh, and his stuff about fags and stuff and AIDS, AIDS and gay. That hurt me, and I was like, I love this guy. Why is he talking like that? You know, um, yeah, definitely, but I, I, I believe in a person's right to say it and, um, and then let the chips fall where they may. Well, you know, let's talk about it. But right now, no, I don't think there's anything that I would ban. No. 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 I think it's best to hear it. Okay. It's best to know what people are thinking. I think when you bury things, they, they go into the darkness and then they, they um, get more powerful. So, what about bad comedians who do it, but they're not funny? Well, that's an interesting point. Like, are we supposed to say that only good comedians can go there? No, I think anyone... I mean, like bad comedians never going to get good unless they test themselves. Okay, but if they're not, what if? Okay, you're presupposing. I think that what someone is saying has some kind of reasoning behind it. Um, that's not, say, hateful. What is? What do you mean by hateful? Well, I mean, so take the bad comedian who goes out and just tells a bunch of jokes that are, I don't know, I, about misogyny and you know, and and race and all of those things right. where. Really, there's nothing to substance. Well, that person will find out soon enough that they're no good, and the audience, they will never get an audience, and they'll never really become a comedian. They'll just drift away. Like Michael, what's his name? Richards. Richards. Yeah. 
Um, you know, honestly, what he did back then, he screwed up. Well, Seriously. He, pa- he, he panicked he is panicked. what he did, which, which he, is which and, I always say comedy is not for comedies you know tr- don't try this at home right kids yeah, and we've all been there i i i, I don't i can't say I that have. i have never ever in my life <laughs> resorted to anything I, I mean if i don't have the audience i'm sorry i've just maybe i just at this point don't well i i i know i i don't know if i've ever gone that far but i know i've I've, you have based, ne- I've, I've never I've jumped you, off the edge like but that. have you ever i t- attack someone based on their race no 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 that was no. That wouldn't enter my mind, but um, and I don't see that. But I've definitely done things that I look back on now, and I'm I'm mortified. Would that have been the Giller thing? Yeah, Griffin. Griffin, right? Yeah, so Griffin. Giller. Yeah, and I understand that what I did that night, I was not, I was not completely sane um, in that part time of my life. Um, but let's I look a, back let's on it now, and I think it's pretty damn funny. <laughs> Let's, it's, it's a great funny. story. Let's it is a good story. Uh, tell it quickly. If, well, just, you know, years just ago, tell like fifteen years ago, I hosted um, the Griffin Awards, which is the the Poetry Awards, and there's I, a good fit, right? Yeah, there. I See, mean, as a producer, I have to say, I just want to say this about that. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> you know, Who should we get? Let's get Scott Thompson to host the Poetry Awards. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking, um, but at the time, um, I think I was very. Um, I wasn't happy, and I was I had a lot of bad things happen to me, and I was kind of uh, probably in a state of post traumatic stress. Probably, mm-hmm. I'd recently been firebombed and different things from a Islamic fundamentalist group in Los Angeles, and uh, lots of terrible things in my life had happened. And I was basically, and also it was in a time in my life when I thought my career I would only be this neutered gay character for the rest of my career Mm -hmm. because I was discovering that people didn't really want to hire me for my talent. They wanted to hire me to showcase their liberal credentials. Mm -hmm. And then they go, oh, brownie points. I hired Scott Thompson Mm -hmm. to play a gay character who listens to the main character tell all about her problems. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, honey, why doesn't he love you? You're gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Those kind of roles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, so I I guess I had a kind of a masculinity... um, crisis and so i was so tired of being castrated that i i created this character tijan mm-hmm. who i thought was like the m- most masculine uh character i could do a french canadian with a deep uh, voice like this like Chrétien, and a big cock down to my knees so i wanted to have a giant <laughs> cock and so i had a 12 inch penis made out of bird seed and I had it attached <laughs> to my um not my actual penis but you know the penis area. <laughs> and then I um, wore a pair of long underwear. And, and the guy who, was, who had booked me, I, he kept saying, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I'd be like, oh, don't worry. It'll be fine. The character's a poet. <laughs> so the character was a poet. He's Thank a, you. But his poems were all filthy limericks about um, sex with his girlfriend, Marie. And it's the beginning of the internet, people making money off the internet. So they had, made, they had found a way to make a fortune um, by him, he would pee on her at two and four and six and eight, and people would pay to watch, and they the money just kept pouring in, and so Tijan became a poet, and every day he would write a poem mm. about being a Marie. Mm. So uh, <laughs> it, it really was me pissing on the world, like how fucking dare you not take me seriously? I have a twelve inch cock, <laughs> and. <laughs> And then, so what I did was on stage, I didn't let them see anything I was going to do. They made a huge mistake. And then when the curtains came up, I was sitting um, in this underwear with a a trucker cap on and a beer. 
and I started doing my first poem, and it was, um, there once was a girl named Marie who blows seven biker for free. When they were done, there was no more cum, so they gave her their hot, stinking pee. Oh, <laughs> and then, and then that's when Wait, time stopped. Wait, you did this at the poetry awards? The poetry awards—a poem. <laughs> oh, that's a poem. Gosh. Uh, there's more. I got more, but that's like time froze, and I realized, oh, I'm. I've really screwed up. You knew at the instant that it happened. Instantly, and I thought I knew there was no real, yeah, no way out. It's either retreat or go forward. So I, I went further. So I just kept doing them, and then it just turned really ugly. And I eventually jumped into the audience, and I start, and that's when they saw my giant cock, and I started swinging it, and then I started banging it against the backs of people's chairs, and I banged my cock against the back of Hillary Weston's chair. Oh, no, no. And I was like, ah, you want me to pee on you? I was really like going, you think I'm a, a neutered queen? You'll see. And I just went into the audience and people started fleeing from me. You know what I mean? Like like Gigi Allen with a handful of shit or something. <laughs> and uh, Margaret Atwood was there and I didn't see her, but she apparently ran out of the room like, oh my word! Like Margaret Dumont fleeing a Marx brother, oh. and um, and they t- took me out. They literally tackled me, and they basically marched me out like way way, and through the kitchen, <laughs> and threw me out in the alleyway. And but within like ten minutes, I was done outside. Wow. And I remember there in my underwear with my birdseed cock. And uh, in the black alley. security guards there, and he's like, I thought you were funny. Oh. And I thought, yeah, yeah, of course you do. That's my audience. Because the, the, the bouncers, the, the waiters, and a couple of art writers th- loved it. And I, they probably loved it because they knew how it was going to end. So that was a time when I, I, I miscalculated. But if Canada had a proper show business, it would have made that fun rather than bury it like I'd done something wrong. When in reality, I'd done something right. I'd done something fun and exciting in Canadian show business. Right. And I had a scandal, which is impossible to do in this country if you're not a politician. Right. And so in that way, I'm very proud of that moment. (laughs) Because, and yet it didn't work out. Like my career f- continued to dive after that. I mean, Canada went, oh, we can't deal with him. I'm like, I, I mean, I know Rick Mercer would never do that, but do you know what I mean? I don't know what Canada's so can't do show business properly. Well, that was that whole, that, with that network that I was on was supposed to be about creating a Canadian star system. And of oh. course, the network folded. Well, look, <laughs> yeah, look what's happening now in social, the social. You know, they're following this little Twitter thing online. I just joined it yesterday. Mark Ford, one of the greatest comedians this country's ever produced, has been trying for about a year to get on the social, which is supposedly for us, but isn't really. Oh, no. I and haven't. they don't do, they never, they, they send out their list of their act, people they've interviewed. They're every single one is a foreigner. Not that I'm against that, but come on. You're paid for by, this is a Canadian show. Right. And so I tweeted yesterday, who do I have to blow to get Mark forward on the social? But they, they, don't even, they blocked all the comedians. Rather than, like an American show, make it fun, and then when he finally does get on, wow, we've got Mark forward on. No, they're burying it. It's insane. Well, I, you know, I wasn't aware of this controversy because the social isn't exactly on my map of anything. I see it as a CanCon filler, and that's... It is, but it sh- honestly, if it, then it should do its job, and it's, they're not doing their job. 
Well, yeah, because if it was a complete CanCon filler, then they, then they wouldn't have the. And I don't know how the viewers, Canadian. I don't know yeah. how the networks get away with this behavior in this country. I don't know how they get away with it. And the country, well, no one cares that there's a whole generation of comics in this country that are not going to get the same chance that I had. Well, and that's I, wrong. And I want that to change. Oh, how do we change that? I mean, all I do is get people asking me for to sign their letters to become U.S. citizens because that's, I that's was what like, I do too. I, I was sign a US, people's letters. I was like, I don't want to sign this. I want you to stay but here. I have <laughs> to tell them you're right. It's hopeless right now. Why do you? Why, <sighs> why do you think it's hopeless right now? Because look, let's face it. TV. Let's talk about comedy and television. It's and all comedy, on the internet. It's all, all the, the interesting. Stuff. I mean, we're on the internet right now. That's right. right? Yeah. I mean, the, the bottom line is, is you can't choose what's on a network you, you just no. you get what you, is there and if you don't like it but if they're taking money from the government then they should be answerable to us but that CanCon thing is going canadian content is now there's like a slippery little line there it is. now so they're taking money from the government but i mean scott How we much live here last? Yeah. And, and also we live here and i gotta tell you i mean when fa faced with a choice between a rerun of law and order or Right, you know, I don't want to say something. Kid, why not kids in the hall? That well, was a kid. That was well, a Canadian I would, but show. I can't see that. You see right. on a network. Right. What I can see on a network right now is other shows that are Canadian that I don't want to say I don't like because I want to get a part on one sometime. <laughs> but I don't care. See, I at this you're I'm, not even on a Canadian show. You're. I'm right going now, to be. I'm on a new one that's coming out. But right now you were on an NBC show. That's right. 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 And not as a comic, as an actor. As an actor. So let's talk about that a little oh, bit. Oh, that's that was a complete joy doing Hannibal. But let me let me ask you about right. um, people, I, I, everything that you've talked about, about yourself, about being a comic, about right. being that person. Somebody saw you and said, oh, you know, you know he's a, he can act. He's an actor. Yes. Um, I mean, Larry Sanders was huge, but this is also huge, but huge in a completely, it's yes. all dramatic. There's no joking in him. Oh, no, there's a lot. Well, there, there's I'm dark sorry, comedy. You know, yeah, you, you, there's, you, there's dark I tried humor. to watch it 16 times. I can't. No, there is a lot of dark graphic humor. For me. Yeah, there is. But it's not like, but <laughs> no, and it's certainly not Larry Sanders, right? No. So, um, how how do you um, do you think that comics are can cross that line to being dramatic actors easier than dramatic actors can cross the line back to yes, comedy? Okay, I do. why? I do. Um, oh, uh, because I'll tell you why. I comedy is more difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And comics, yeah, it's more difficult, and um, I think comics have what it takes to be great dramatic actors, they have uh, that, I keep going back to the darkness and the pain that they carry around with them. Also, but, there's a subtlety you know, to comedy that, you know, you can you can be loud and you can be whatever and you can be you, right. or you, you know, but the real funny stuff, including your stuff, is the, the stuff that's a little more subtle that people go, ah, later yeah. on. And, and sometimes it's, a, you know, the twitch of an eye what's that i am Ooh, my god me. my gas is just i shouldn't have had that fruit beforehand that's it i think there's a sound check Maybe going I could on give downstairs. them a call yeah like that's I mean, the mod club basically oh is that is that where we're where we are um yeah we're above that to the, yeah um, having a tuba convention no something. that would be some kind of uh it's fine it's Hannibal's filled with comics and comic actors doing dramatic parts I mean, me, Eddie Izzard, Raul Sparza. I mean, all, all these people—they all—they're all doing fun. Molly Shannon. People, a lot of people don't know. know that a lot of actors who have become famous started as stand-ups. You know, yeah. if, if you look at um, uh, Richard Belzer, I yeah. mean, you know, Richard Belzer's a stand-up, stand-up. I mean, yeah. and then, absolutely right. I yes, mean, that guy was—is when you think stand-up, you think Richard, Richard Belzer, Belzer absolutely. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he went on to a hundred million 
yeah. things on Law and Order SVU. But that's the thing. I, 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 I never wanted to be a comedian. No. I wanted to be a dramatic actor. I went to acting school. You know, I study, you know, you know the a Meisner technique and Alexander technique and ballet and all that tap and all these things. And, you know, breathing and, and pronunciation. I did Shakespeare. And then I graduated from York. And then when I, I was going to be a dramatic actor who was funny on talk shows, that was my goal. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, I just wanted to be funny on talk shows, but really like a movie star. I wanted to be a movie star. I didn't really know what that meant, but I just wanted to be a movie star. And um, I love that you wanted to be a dramatic actor yeah. who was funny on talk shows. That's what it. do you want to be when you grow up, Scott? <laughs> yeah. A yeah, dramatic actor who's funny, funny on, on talk, talk shows. shows. Like I love, I loved like watch when I was a kid. I would there were certain people that were just absolutely amazing on talk shows. Burt Reynolds or Peter Ustinov, people like that. They always had great stories and they were always funny and they were always entertaining. David Niven, those people when I was a kid, and I loved people like that. Yeah. But to be a comedian, that to me was impossible. Even though I being funny was the most important thing to me, because I thought to be a comedian, I got to talk about my life openly, and I can't. You can't talk about being gay. Not that there's there's lots of other topics, but if you're going to talk about comedy, I would talk about relationships and sex and all that. And at the time, that was not possible. I think that um, you make a good point there in terms of comedy being. What is that that we're hearing? You are hearing a, a drum kit right now. I'm on it. And, and if you'll notice, Adam is on Shannon's it. Shannon's on it. Shannon's on it. Adam's on it. Adam's Adam, on the, it. The tech, the tech producer there is uh, tweeting away. So, somebody's. That? Oh, that's that's your cell phone. Okay, <laughs> this is what we call a cluster fuck right now. <laughs> there's just, a. There's it's a, a long distance. It's from England. Is it from England? Yeah. What does Ooh, that is it mean? Should you well, I'm going to I'm going to England in two weeks uh, to do another Hannibal convention. So nice. Yeah, those are fun. What I, happens at Hannibal Convention? Well, I haven't done one. I did a, a comic convention before, like a couple weeks ago, which was wild. Just tons and tons of like nerds and cosplayers and people like that. But the Hannibal one I'm doing in London is just the cast with people for a few days in a hotel. And they pay money to hang out with you. Nice. Wow. Yeah, you don't have to sign autographs or do anything. Just get drunk with them, hang out. Wow. It could only be better if it was on a cruise ship. Yeah. So I'm going to London for like to spend like a weekend in a, in a hotel with like Maz and Aaron and a bunch of the other actors. It'll be fun because I like that gang. It's a good group of people. And we had a lot of fun. I think together. you need to wear a GoPro for that. It would, yeah. And it's, I think there's like people pay money and they spend the whole weekend with you. No, you seriously it's need to wear It's kind of whorish, but it's okay. That, yeah, but you totally need to wear a GoPro on your yeah, head for that. It's I a good so. idea. Because I would love that. to see the people who are fans of your character. Well, there's people that are super fans of my character and people that dress up like him and everything. It's weird. I'm a, such a small character. Jimmy Price, but you know. Hey, you have a first and last name. That is not a small character. No, it, and I'm and I'm in the twenty-seven books. episodes is like a lot of episodes, or yeah, thirty episodes yeah. is a lot of episodes. Yeah, right? I, I wasn't a lot of episodes, um, and I loved I loved doing it. I mean, my partner was Aaron Abrams, and we had great chemistry, and that's a very hard thing to find. Yeah, and um, so um, let's go back to what oh, we yeah. were talking about in terms of uh, honesty and comedy. Yes. Okay, so you couldn't you couldn't be a stand-up comic because you 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 couldn't be honest yes yeah, right um and, and i didn't understand it's the best com comedy is yeah okay sketch comedy i would have loved like carol burnett was a child that was who obsessed me but wow. i just didn't see any way into that world and that's acting but the idea well, talk of to me out, about sketch comedy versus stand-up comedy because you were not a stand up until no, the recent more until, recent i mean i've always done it 
played with it, but yeah. I didn't really consider myself in stand-up until the last five, four or five years. No, I know, because you were working at my club, and I yeah. remember I'm the one who said, stop with the notes. Yeah. You left your notes in the green room, and I'm like, yeah. you don't need your notes. You're right. You're, you're a, right. You helped me an awful lot that way. You're a stand-up. Stop it. I'm not getting them. The, you're right. And you did a kick-ass show. Yeah. The Beaver is one of the places where I did you know, learn how to do this properly. Because every time I did it before, I used to perform it on Cabaret in LA and Largo yeah, yeah, yeah. when I first went down. But I hated it. And every time I went up on stage, I would do something. I'd never do it again. So I'd never repeat it. So I never developed an yeah. act. Didn't. And I was always resentful that I had to do it. I felt like I should be on television in movies. Why am I having to do this? I didn't quite understand the depth of homophobia in the world and that how much it had hurt my career even though I was warned about it. But mm -hmm. I just, and then I didn't really want to become a great stand-up comedian. But after I had cancer uh, six years ago, I decided that I would embrace it as an art form and, and properly because I admire stand-ups more, more than anyone in comedy. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I can't just do this like, uh, like an amateur. I got to really tackle it. Because I have to honor them. I, you know what I mean? I can't do this. It's, it's too serious. Uh, yeah, no, to, I, I to think it's, well, and that's how it. I feel about a lot of uh, internet stuff that it doesn't, honor, it doesn't honor the craft. Like no, it everybody doesn't. thinks that they're, uh, you know, either a, f a filmmaker or a comic or, uh, or whatever. And it's not until you hear someone singing badly, you know, that you kind of, it's like, oh, you know what? You can't, you're not a good singer. Yeah. You can sing and you yeah. should sing because it makes you happy. Yeah. But you're, you know, you don't need to have six million YouTube hits. Um, let's go to, to illness and comedy because oh, I yeah. wonder, is illness the new body image in terms of, is illness the new, the like new healthy, the new, no, in, in terms of subject matter, you know how like yeah. a lot of people talk about body image yeah. in comedy or they talk about their girlfriend. Are we going to talk about Tig Notaro? No. no I, I fucking got my cancer before her, but <laughs> I didn't have the wherewithal to go up on stage and talk about it. <laughs> God damn, Tignataro. Oh, that's hilarious. And that's, I, I mean, I am I, I am seeing a lot of people uh, sort of writing books about, I mean, we've yeah. all, every, a lot of people have been touched by cancer, right? Obviously. Yeah. You or, personally. Or my, abuse uh, when they were children or, or all, whatever. Right. Yeah. So. I got them all covered. Now. <laughs> I got them all covered. So I, I'm, 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 I am asking you that question. Do you think it's the new go-to thing, like where people are talking about those things that are so difficult? I think so. That, yes. That, yeah, I think definitely Tig's uh, career is a bit of a game changer in terms of people. She's a good comic. She's I a mean, good comic. There, there's yes. no, you know, no, it's not like comic. she's a bad comic. She's always been a good comic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, I, I, yeah, although now, like I, after I develop my, an act, and then uh, I now I don't want to talk about cancer, but that's you know right. That's the nature of stand up. You kind of go like, eh, it's not really. Let's talk about that. It's not really something that I'm, I'm that upset about or that I have to talk about. I'm a, I, I've always been a current events comic. Yes. And lately, yeah. and this is, I talked to Katie Ford about this as well. Lately, I'm like, I don't want to because yeah. everybody's weighing in well, on all of the about, new stuff. You never now. talk about personal things and you've been through a personal journey. But I do now. It's Did you talk about what happened? Your, yeah, your experience with sure, Jose and sure, everything. Sure, absolutely. Well, because there was just comedy built into that, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, sitting in the waiting, having music in the atrium at Princess Margaret Hospital, and having some guy come out with a folk guitar, start singing "Bye Bye Love." Oh, you yeah. know, I, I, was, I remember him. I was like, "Come on!" I kicked him down the stairs all I, the way to radiation. Seriously, I was in radiation when it happened. I <laughs> yeah, went up to I get know. a, I went up to get a, a Tim's, and I was coming across, and I heard "Bye Bye Love," and I'm like, "He's not." No, I don't. Bye Bye, he's going to change it, right? They've got to get. 
What's a better I, entertainment than Well, they've foyer. got a vet there. Obviously, they've got a vet their their lists. I mean, I'm in the radiation. I'm trying to read a three year old McLean's. Please, I, I'm trying to do a puzzle. I, I literally puzzles. I literally went downstairs with my Tim Hortons, and I thought I can't. I can't say this to these people, but I did. I was like, is it just me? Yeah, I know. And they were like, no, worst song ever. I lost I my last hair. You know, and people were just. Yeah. Here, was, have a, here, here, have a 1981 people. Read yeah. about Cher. <laughs> Sunny and Cher breaking relevant. up. Sunny and Cher breaking up. Yeah. Was, did you hear? Yeah. No. But See, I, we're talking about very inside stuff. So, but, but, this that, is, but that is. But that, radiation is hilarious. Well. You got to admit. It's fast. Well, it's hilarious because it's so exactly what you think it would be. Like if you th- someone said to you, like if you said to a little kid, what do you think the radiation machine looks like? They go, well, it's like a big monster, and it goes, mm, and then it shoots a death ray at you, and you're going, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is, and it goes, mm. you're going. I remember when it first they first turned it on, and all the the technicians they race out of the room, and oh, you're geez, there. Geez. You're like going, and it was. It started. I went. I, I yelled out at them. Are you guys kidding me? This is such a cliche. Yeah. It it hums <laughs> when it moves around you, and I and I would I would talk to the machine all the time, and they would say like over the you know the public they go Scott, are you okay in there? And I go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just talking to the machine. I can't remember what its name was. It was like uh, Lector five thousand or something. And they go, why? I go, well, I'm just telling it to be kind. And to only take the parts of my stomach that are diseased and to leave the rest a- alone. And, and that I know he's just doing his job and that um, I bear no ill will towards him. But that, you know, I know that once this relationship <laughs> is done, I never want to see you again as long as I live. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's organic. It's, it it's, or- it's organic. I mean, you have to... I. I- I don't know how, but sometimes you just do find that the stuff in all of that stuff that makes not just you laugh, but everybody around you laugh. Well, you know, it's fascinating. And you, the, the cancer world, it brought me into this world that I just was, I was blown away by it. And you see all these people fighting for their lives, and it's not a terrible place. That's the thing about Princess Margaret that I found fascinating. It's not like you walk in there and it's like doom. It's not like that. Hmm. It's actually hope. I, I I mean I have nothing but praise for my doctors and my nurses and they were wonderful to me. Don't tell that to an American, you know, because you can't. Get no, I know. Here. No, and I and I'm a fan of the healthcare system, and they took me back when I got sick in L.A. without healthcare, and I'm very uh, proud of it. And they took me back in, and and they fixed me. But you know, I realized when I was going through it, like this is funny stuff. Yeah. 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 And one day I'm going to get up on stage and I'm not going to be afraid. Like I was always afraid of bombing, afraid of hurting people. And, and I always was afraid. And, and the cancer was the one th- good thing it did for me is it made, I got, I had like a year where I didn't really do much except for a f- fight. And I was like going, at that point in my career, I was like really uncomfortable with who I was. Like going, why do I have to make people uncomfortable all the time? Why can't I just fall down and go boom and mm-hmm. say, oh, look, Scotty fell down mm-hmm. or, or put a thing, you know, like a, a lampshade on my yeah. head or do you know what I mean? Or do a malapropism or, or a pun. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I realized during that time that I was doing my job and that I had nothing to be ashamed of. And that even if things did go awry and they, the Pitchfork Brigade did eventually come for me, mm-hmm. I would know that as they were carrying me to the bonfire, I was right. Mm-hmm. And because I also know the people that set those bonfires are on the left and the right all through history. 
Yeah. And not right. And every and it's just certainty is you, is a is a, fundamentalism. I guess is what certainty is. And how can you be certain about intangible things like that? Oh, I don't know. I always say I'm agnostic. Like, how could I know? Who am I, God? Thank you. I'll be here yeah. a week. Enjoy the deal. I mean, atheism is a kind of form of fundamentalism as well. Well, some of them, when they're really, they're really super, you know, whatever about black. It's black and white. And there's yeah, just the whole it. world is, everything's yeah, gray. everything's gray. Everything's Even gray. Sexuality's grayer. I mean, well, we're no, all, I mean, we know that we're not totally gay. It's a sliding, right? it's a sliding scale. No, I'm totally gay. No, you're not. No, no one's I, totally. I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just think that I'm like more on the, I think there are less people like me than there are sort of everywhere in between. Probably. You yeah. Know? Yeah. What about you, Shen? I've never been with a guy. I would always, I've, I've always described myself as like very end of the spectrum. Totally, totally, totally gay. But there are, certain men that I find sexy. There yeah. are certain things. Like, I can't watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, oh, my God. Right. And, uh, Frankenfurter drives me insane. Okay, oh, really? and let me, yeah. uh, let me say this. And about, I would have sex with President Obama okay. in a heartbeat. Right. Stop it. Oh, I have sex with Michelle Rodriguez. This is more, okay, yeah. this is hilarious. Yeah. Okay, but I want to talk about comedy. Rocky for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, comedy. No, who no, no, not, no. Not who we want to fuck. No, no. Watching me hump the president oh, no, wouldn't okay. be funny. Everyone, I can't. I need to. I need a brain everybody eraser. Would, everybody wants to fuck with My brain hurts. Don't they? No, I don't. Oh no. my God! Really? We, uh, come on, come you on. do. Oh no, I do not. I do I, not. Oh, uh, I, don't have, I would. I don't. You find, would, wouldn't you? I would totally would. I, no. Every I time somebody does something more wonderful, I'm like, that's it. I'm totally going to do If we talk about that, we'll we'll be here all day because I, you know, I have an opinion. So I don't. But let's right. talk about. I want to go. You back. are a genius of opinions too. Well, I yeah, but it's amazing that we disagree on a lot of things. Oh, just Scott, all we do is disagree. I know, and yet I, I respect your opinion. Yeah, you I love respect you. mine, and you don't consider but, me, a, a, you know, a, a heretic or anything. Well, I, I consider you a guy with a lot of opinions that you have a right to express that I don't think means any harm. And but you know. This is, I think, part of the problem. Is what I'm trying to say is that we, we don't talk anymore. No, that's and what's, that's, that's why there's I, no I conversation. Can, no. That basically, it's I don't like what I hear, so now I'm going to argue with you instead of try to listen to you and understand what you're saying and learn from it. And maybe I'm going to continue to disagree with you, but I don't have to hate you. But don't unless you th- you're doing something harmful, in which case I will try to stop. But don't you, you. think that the West is in is kind of in I is in it's deep the world. shit I right now? I don't think it's the West. I don't I think, think it's, that. I think it's uh, look, look. I think it's the West. I used to say things. I used to do comedy about religion that I would not do today like because what? I'm afraid. Yeah, you're see, you're afraid. Okay. Yeah. So I I don't think that I'm afraid of anybody. Uh, I, I'm afraid of the larger group <laughs> of of. You know, the Twitterverse, the Facebook. No, I'm brigade. not. I'm afraid of the religious people. That's oh. who I'm afraid of. I'm afraid what are you of them. They're going to do. Yeah, what are they going to kill do? me? No, God. Look, no. you said you got firebombed. Yes, I did. Okay, they didn't kill me though. I know that you're here. Yeah, they didn't I'm, kill me. I'm, I may not be the sharpest knife in the drawer, you know, but you are sitting in but front of me. Religion is something that we have to talk about. My of course, God. but it terrifies me now. Okay, I mean, there was a time when I, when I didn't have any problem at all. Uh, you know, making jokes about all religions, and now I just, uh, I just am like, well, you don't even go after your own. Sure, like you don't well, go after the Catholic Church. Uh, no, well, I'm look. The Pope said the Pope's down at you know. But you wouldn't Washington. do anything about Islam. Um, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't do anything about. No, I, I, I had a See, joke. We're all afraid. I had to. a joke about a woman who, uh, 
sued to have her to wear her burqa on her driver's license photo. Okay. And I was like, I'm all for freedom of religion, but I'm also for peripheral vision while driving. I mean, that's was, you know, what's that? Oh, it's just a Muslim woman down the street. Right. And as it turned out, she was a, a white woman who had converted to Islam. Who Generally, had, that's, who had that's a, the case. Who had also had a uh, who also had a criminal record. So I, you know, I, I, I went there, too. You know what I mean? But um, and converts are always the most um, zealous. Not that you can, can't generally. be a, a generally white, not that you can't be a, 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 yeah a, a, yeah of any race and be a, a, a Muslim you can but in that particular case that particular story that particular woman had such an interesting backstory that I could specifically right. hone in okay. on that and okay. feel completely safe about telling now, that if she joke. was brown would you have. It wouldn't have been funny. It, that, I disagree with you. No, Why? that See, so you only went after her because she was white. Because of her background, because she had because a criminal background. White. Because but if she was not white, you wouldn't have done it. I probably would not have. And so that's a problem. Well, it's not a problem for me. For me, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a problem for you. Now you've upset Scott, Maggie. No, I, I, listen, <laughs> I could not have upset Scott. Um, but I, I'm not somebody who, look, I'm not saying you can't identify people's races in your comedy or in, in something you talk about. I'm somebody who really doesn't like the fact that we use words like the F word or the N word oh, or the B awful. word or oh the this God. word or What's the, the that B word? word? Bitch. What? That's happening Well, I now? hate that word anyway. I do too. Bitch has gotten too common. I well, agree. it's well. It's not that it's just common. I find that it, you know, I think that people, uh, men have decided that they know they're not supposed to say the c word, so they say that instead with the kind of hate that they mean in it for well, the let's other. Let's give word. them back the c word. I have no problems with that word at I all. I love the c I word. Love well, so it. do I. I'd be yeah. saying it right now if I didn't think that would be my last podcast. Scott, I'm going to ask you this last question before we go. Right. Oh God. Um, this is happening. We're we're done. It's been we, so fast. We are. We are. We are. Uh, so, what's your legacy, Scott? My, now that we had that beginning? whole, we didn't have that whole conversation. Do you have a different answer for that? Um. Well, I, I, I'm just, I'm I just think, interested. I, I, I think you know. First of all, I want people to remember that I was funny, but I, I think brave. Ah. Yeah. I. I yeah. I think I have. I think I have intestinal fortitude and a certain amount of um, intellectual and moral courage. There we are. Scott Thompson, <laughs> full of intestinal fortitude. I Sounds like a cereal. I, I want some special Benzo. Scott. <laughs> It'll give you intestinal fortitude <laughs> and make you full of bravery. Um, no, that's a completely different answer than your first one, which was it is. I wanted people to think I was a nice guy. Well, no. the, the, well, the, you, there, I'm basically in between both of those. No, I, 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 you know? it's, uh, I think you are a brave guy. You definitely have um, bigger balls than I do. Oh, thank uh, you, Maggie. Fearless yeah, is always a word balls. I used. To Fearless, thank you, Shannon. And every time I do an interview, I go, this might be the last one before I, I get in trouble. But I don't seem to be getting into trouble. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm doing doing it right. You're a legion know. of fans. You know that. Right? I know, and and a lot of them, they 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 would be up. They're very upset at a lot of these things, but they they give me. Um, I, I'm allowed to. I think I'm I'm lucky. I've I've been given a lot of cards that I can use. The cancer card, the gay card. You know, when one doesn't work, I throw the other one down. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just blew your cover. I know. Uh, and they're not real. The gay card's pretty. Done. Oh, that's awful done. Yeah. yeah. It's you, about as good really as You can always, the cancer card, though, I think. Yeah, the gay card now is about as valuable as the old Kmart card. You know what I mean? Or your HBC card. Right. Um, or your, um, what was that? Um, 
uh, blockbuster card. Blockbuster <laughs> card. <laughs> blockbuster <laughs> card. The gay card is the official blockbuster yeah, card. Yeah, or like, you know, I don't know, um, a Nicaraguan passport or something. I don't even know what that means, <laughs> but I am thanking you for coming. Scott Thompson, Shannon McDonough, thanks for being with us. Uh, it's the Art of Comedy on Peach Radio. You can visit us at www.peachradio.com. Peach. We'll talk about that all. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. I've been Maggie Casella. <laughs>